everybody and welcome to episode number three of the Building a Better Body podcast. I hope uh, I find you well and healthy and you're enjoying your day, whether you are on your commute to work or sitting in the house or on your lunch break or maybe going for a walk. I will often wonder what you're doing whenever you listen to my podcasts, so it's quite interesting. I, I normally listen to podcasts on my commute to work. Um, that's my favourite time to sort of get through quite a lot. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. Pretty much that's my podcast answer. I really enjoy that. So yeah, let me know what way you guys listen to the podcast. I'd love to hear at Karen at goodcleanchai.com. So let's get started on the episode now. Uh, so what's new with me section? Not an awful lot. I'm still just trucking along. I'm working on my move nut challenge, as you know, and today will be day 11. So that's five more to go. Uh, I knew my flexibility wasn't amazing, but um, the more I do it, the more I realise how much I need to actually improve my balance and general stability. Um, you know, I could record the videos over and over again and still wouldn't look all that great. But that's the thing. You, people need to know that nobody's perfect. I, I know there's people on Instagram which will retake and retake and filter the heck out of themselves till, till everything looks perfect, but that's not real life. So the stuff that I put up is literally recorded once um, what you see is what you get. The leaders that you follow in the challenge are absolutely amazing and they, they do make it look super easy. They're so flexible and, and nothing's a problem to them. But who knows how many years they've been practicing all the different moves and stuff like that. Um, so they, they're inspiring and, and I want to be able to move like that someday. So i got to keep on moving around. I, I kind of want to keep on doing it. Once the challenge is over, I don't want to be like, right, that's it. I want to keep building in those natural movements and keeping my flexibility on a point. So that's cool. That's pretty much what's new with me. What is in the news right now? So my better half actually sent me this article. He's very good at finding stuff that he knows that it's going to be on point and really good for the podcast. And every week I have an article prepared and he comes up with one that's maybe just slightly better. So I wipe mine out and use his instead. <laughs> so today there's an article on Gizmodo. And it's titled, How Living Near the Starvation Point Can Extend Lifespan. Quote, depriving ourselves of food to the point of near starvation doesn't sound very appealing, but it could prolong our lives and prevent the onset of age-related diseases. A combined analysis of two long-running studies showed that caloric restriction does indeed work in monkeys, hinting at its potential to work in humans. More research is needed before we can be sure this translates to humans. So you should probably avoid any drastic dietary measures for now, end quote. So that's quite interesting to see what they have to write. So it goes on to say, uh, another quote, a collaborative study from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and the National Institute on Aging shows that caloric restriction can improve health and survival in rhesus monkeys. So the important point uh, is that the monkeys weren't starving and nor were they malnourished, but they were very, very close to the starvation point. And the study showed significant benefits to the rhesus monkeys, improving their survival and helping to stave off age-related disease such as cancer, cardiovascular disease and insulin resistance. Three years later, there was no significant rates of actual survival, but there was a tendency towards improved health. And what I have here, there's a, I can see it obviously and you can't, I might be able to put it into the show notes because I do want to show it to you there's a picture here of two monkeys and uh, they're 27 years old and the one on the left has eaten more over its lifetime and the one on the right slightly more restricted 
and there is there is a difference the one on the left his fur if it is fur on a monkey fur fur hair fur whatever uh doesn't have as much luster as the one on the right it's it's not it's lost color a little bit more um his eyes are a little bit more sunken in um just looks a little bit more weather beaten if you like than the other one so it's quite interesting to see uh so the, the, as usual they said more uh research needs to be done but it's very interesting but if we try and bring that maybe into the human world i personally don't like the words calorie restriction it's thrown about a lot and to me that just sounds like a diet low fat uh under eat basically um and then you sort of feel deprived and go on a, a binge because you feel like you haven't satisfied yourself but there's a difference between well from my point of view calorie restriction and something say like intermittent fasting i think i will do a podcast solely on fasting uh in more detail because it is something that i have experimented with minorly um and i found it really really good but you really have to know what you're doing um especially from a woman's perspective i once read that uh women should only do it intuitively and i totally resonate with that in that you know if i wake up and feel no i'm not hungry i won't eat uh, until i am hungry which is probably around lunchtime i only do it every now and again um but i find that it, it really works and when i say it works i mean i have really sort of amazing mental clarity you can almost tell that your body has been given that little window to do a lot of housekeeping a lot of tidying up there is a term called autophagy phagy phagy i'm not sure how it's pronounced you can look it up it literally means cell eating so that so whenever you're in a fasted state you're not eating your body's not dealing with all the stuff that's coming in it is given that opportunity to eat all those uh kind of damaged cells do a bit of a housekeep a tidy up and clear out all the unnecessary junk that's accumulated throughout the day um so fasting is known to be a promoter of autophagy when you're constantly eating you're not giving your body a chance to do its repair work that's why sleeping is one of the best times for your body to to do its work but sort of extending a bit more time on top of that gives your body that little bit more of a boost but it works from for me from a point of view that i eat a whole food diet and i include plenty of fats and i eat well so my appetite won't go crazy uh, i won't have my sugar highs and lows and have a slump say at 11 o'clock and want an 11s or i won't have that afternoon slump where i have to keep stoking the fire i feel like so i can, I can naturally go a bit longer and eat when my hunger signals arrive I think you know we're so conditioned that we must absolutely have breakfast we must have lunch and we must have dinner and probably a couple of snacks in between but if you actually stop and think am i actually hungry or am i just doing it because i'm told to eat right now you know it it's a, it's a complicated thing but as i say it's about getting really in tune with your body and i don't think you can get into that place until you stop becoming a, a sugar burner or you know you cut kind of a lot of the junk whenever you eat real whole foods your your hunger hormones are in sync a little bit better so you can actually intuitively decide right now it's time to eat i've done a big workout yeah i feel ready to eat or you know i've uh gone to bed slept all night 
I'm not quite hungry yet, but when I am, I'll have my first meal of the day. So it's it's worth playing with. It's an interesting topic. Uh, I would love to hear if any of you guys have experimented with fasting. But as I say, be careful if you're going to experiment with it. Uh, it's it's something you need to kind of look into quite a bit. As I say, especially if you're a woman, um, because it can mess around with your hormones. A lot of the studies that have been done are done on men, and they all re- rant and rave about it. But you got to be careful. Alrighty, so let's get on to the topic of the week. So today I am going to talk about the benefits of collagen. Mmm, that stuff that nobody eats. <laughs> okay, collagen makes up 70 to 90% of what holds your bones and joints together and in the correct place. It's one of the most abundant proteins in the body and it's associated with your skin, your hair, your tendons, your cartilage, your bone and your teeth. And as we get older, the growth of it slows down elasticity lessens skin loses its color and the dead skin cells don't shed as quickly so if you think about it you know if you grab the skin on the back of your hand and, and pull it up i bet everybody's doing this now um it falls back down but it will sort of get slower as you get older and you'll find that that little mountain sort of stays where it is i know looking at mine it doesn't snap back super fast but it's not too bad right now i'm pretty happy with my skin condition <laughs> let me give you five benefits of collagen then so number one collagen peptides which are a specific type of collagen um taken as a supplement it can be broken down into short chain amino acids for easy digestion and in a pubmed article they were shown to improve skin elasticity with a positive influence on skin moisture and this was after four weeks of supplementation i will put a link to that study in the show notes if you want to geek out that is number one this is pretty good number two taken at night will provide necessary nutrients to repair tissue when you're asleep especially important if you have a had a workout that day or even you've just been subjected to any kind of stress when you get a, a good night's sleep you enable your body to do as i mentioned before all of that much needed housekeeping so yes when you're sleeping your body does all it's tidying up but if you don't give it the necessary nutrients it's not going to be able to do the job properly reason number four for why you may benefit from collagen uh, it improves quality of sleep now the amino acid glycine of which many of us are lacking in more than others is present in collagen and studies show that glycine reduces the core body temperature which is optimal for falling asleep i don't know if you realize that your body temperature has to drop a little bit before you can fall asleep so hands up if you've got an electric blanket or a hot water bottle yep that's me uh you yes it's nice to get into the bed whenever it's warm but you want to get those turned off and and remove your hot water bottles so that you can actually fall asleep because your body temperature has to drop and quite importantly you want your body temperature to remain optimally low throughout the night so you don't wake up in the middle of the night as well so glycine according to this study has been shown to improve your sleep quality Now, reason number four of why collagen may be of benefit. It is shown to improve your hair, nails, skin. Actually may help in giving you a fuller head of hair, which actually I have been experimenting in and I will talk about that very shortly. And finally, reason number five. Collagen may offer cellulite benefits. Research published in the Journal of Medicinal Food showed it helped to restore the normal structure of the dermal and subcutaneous tissue. 
bioavailability enhanced when ingested as opposed to topical application and a link to that study too so that's pretty interesting i'm sure a lot of people will be fascinated by that research what you'll actually notice um is lots of beauty products boast about having collagen in them now but what your skin looks like on the surface is much much more than what you put on it how we how we look on the outside very much comes from within and how well we nourish our body with amazing uh, foods so I guess topical lotions and potions have their place and it's nice to, to put them on to moisturize and nourish but I'm kind of concerned about all the other junk that's in them as well and do we really need any of it I don't really moisturize that much because I do believe that everything that I'm eating is, is showing on the outside but that's just my opinion you don't have to agree <laughs> So back to food, eating, you know, we tend to eat all of the muscle meat, you know, chicken uh, breasts, um, steak, all muscle meat. And we're scared of all the extra kind of weird bits that are attached <laughs> to the bones. Um, but eat, eating meat without collagen actually gives us an unbalanced mix of amino acids. You know, we're so sort of scared of all the ropey bits. You know, eating a chicken wing and gnawing at the knobbly bit at the end isn't really everyone's cup of tea. But we, we used to eat this way a long time ago. Nothing went to waste and we really did benefit from it. So from an ethical point of view, if you're going to eat meat, you know, if you're chucking away so much of it, it is a bit of a concern. So at least, you know, I think it's a really good idea to do the bone broth thing so once you've made your um roast chicken throw the carcass into the slow cooker with some water um and heat that up for a day and then you've got yourself some lovely sort of additions to a soup um you can free i freeze it actually into little individual ice cubes and throw that into sauces every now and again whenever i'm mixing up a dinner so you know it's easy to get that in but i guess um we aren't all doing that and it's, it's not handy to to make that every single week although if you have a if you have a roast chicken every week you could technically make your batch of bone broth every week and have it most nights but how what about other ways of getting collagen into your diet so there's a couple of other things you can do um there's a supplement you can take um i am currently taking something called bulletproof collagen supplement and it's ethically raised cows from Argentina, all grass fed and grass finished. So that is paramount. It's just crazy to take a really cheap junky supplement when you don't really know where it's come from. Um, so that is important for me. This is, that's why I take this one. I've actually been taking it for roughly a week now and I've been putting a tablespoon of it in my coffee and it just totally dissolves because it's not a gelatinous one. It's um, the, the peptides that I talked about earlier, they dissolve in liquid. So you don't even taste it or notice it. So it's no big deal putting it into your drink. So yeah, I've been taking it for a week and I have to say I have noticed a difference. My nails, the whites of my nails are looking great. And my hair has definitely got shinier and more full. In fact, my other half actually said to me, your hair's a really nice color and I haven't dyed it. So I feel like it is giving me a little bit of a vibrant quality. It's only been a week. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of loving it it's not difficult for me to take so why not given an experiment especially when i know it's coming from a good source it's honestly not the cheapest it's 35 pounds for well a reasonably sized bag i think it's like 500 grams um and i think it'll last a good while but that's what i choose to spend my money on you know i don't buy a lot of 
clothes or anything like that food is my thing so this this is what i choose to spend my money on you don't have to absolutely you don't have to you can make your bone broth because it's cheap as chips whatever sort of suits you but i think it's a good idea to experiment with something like this just to see if you can get anything from it so i think it's brilliant what's happening in the period of a week to to my skin and nails it's brilliant so yeah collagen uh bulletproof supplement i will put a link to that if you guys want to check it out or if you want to keep it even simple you can whenever you do do a roast chicken if you can get the skin crispy you can you can eat that crispy skin because it is a wonderful um source of collagen as well so don't be scared of that chicken skin uh and if you do eat if you eat the chicken wings would you do you clean your bones because again if you just gnaw on those little knobbly bits which i said were a bit freaky but you're getting collagen for cheap cheapest chips i get um chicken wings from my local butcher and they're not expensive at all and you can season them up with some lovely flavorings and things like that so you can you can literally get your collagen that easily so that's a couple of different ways you can get it so that pretty much comes to the end of our episode for today 17 minutes we're coming up to so that seems to be my standard time thank you very much for listening i absolutely have loved talking to you as always, you can send your listener questions to Karen at goodcleanchow.com. And please, please, please leave me a review on iTunes because I would really appreciate it and it does help get me noticed. And check out the show notes for all the articles I mentioned. And until next time, have a great day. Bye-bye. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. So please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on any new diet or exercise regime.